Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Eric Rosenberg. Eric is an acquisition entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, and two-time Amazon best-selling author. Our main topics today will focus on how Eric is thinking about his search for his next company and how he is going to finance it. Welcome, Eric. Thank you, Emmy. Great to be talking with you. Eric, tell me everything. What's going on in your boring life? Boring was meant to be sarcastic. <laughs> Do you really need to precise that? Well, uh, <laughs> I um, I am now um, full-time looking to um, acquire small business. I've been working in uh, different uh, industries. I've been working at uh, different small businesses in my career. And now I decided that it's time to not start anything anymore, but really to uh, acquire small business. There's a, a tsunami of baby boomers retiring, as you know. And for those who are the majority of them, they're too small to be acquired by private equity. They have a team. They have a legacy they would like to maintain. And I do have the experience. Uh, I have uh, a great group of people advising me. And so that's what I decided to do. Besides having my podcast, The Business of Meetings, besides coaching business owners in the meetings and event industry, which is really my passion, uh, my other passion is to build teams. So I guess the best tool to do that is to acquire business. I read the book of our common friends, um, Walker Dibel, Buy Then Build. I went to the acquisition lab and, um, you know, you can feel uh, inside of you when there's something uh, which is for you. And, and that's exactly what I want to be doing. So, Rick, I want to dig all into where your mindset is right now, what you're thinking about and all that. But maybe it'll be helpful for the listeners just to give them a, just a minute or two about your background and some of the things you've done over the last couple of years more specifically so they can understand it before we dig in. Sure. So uh, the accent is from Belgium. Um, sorry, there's no translation or, uh, you know, the subtitle in, in the podcast, but uh, I moved the family to the U.S. Uh, nine years ago in 2013. My wife and I um, came to the conclusion there were no future for them in Europe because of the rise of anti-Semitism. So we, uh, we move everyone. Uh, but be- before that, uh, I had my own corporate events agency. So my clients were the uh, Fortune 500 companies. Uh, I plan meetings, sales meeting, product launch, incentive trip in all over the world in over 50 countries. Truly love that, developed that business, uh, and then uh, moved to the US. So um, I consult, I uh, start another business with a friend, which is more a consultancy part. Um, and then uh, he bought me out, um, and I had the opportunity to launch in Northern Latin America a SaaS company for a friend who owns a group uh, in Switzerland. And uh, most recently, uh, we uh, came to uh, the agreement that uh, I would be leaving, hiring my successor. 
and really focusing on uh, looking for small business to manage. So all my life has been starting managing small businesses, uh, which I love. All my life has been putting teams together uh, all over the world to realize projects. Uh, and, and that's really what uh, well, that's my real house, as you say in English. That's something that uh, I love doing, that I feel very comfortable doing. I love working with people, and I cannot stand working for anybody. Cool. Give us a little sense. You've got a fresh slate and a clean piece of paper, and you're onto the next step in your journey. What are you thinking about? What's driving you? Do you have goals you're working towards? What's making you get up in the morning? Just tell us a little bit about your mindset right now. Right. So I try to always come back to uh, my values and what's important for me, uh, as I believe that whether it's for your private life or your professional life, if you focus first on, on values and culture, that's where you go uh, far um, with, with a lot of people. So for me, it's important as my family, as my kids. So I try to uh, spend uh, time with them and be there uh, for the important moments. And for now, it's really okay. Um, to be happy, I need to be leading project, creating, uh, putting people together. And so I'm, I'm very focused on uh, deadline, on execution and accountability. I have an accountability buddy as well. So for me, it's what am I going to do that is passionate, that I like, that is aligned with my values? Uh, my purpose is, is to help people with integrity and honesty uh, and, and make a difference in their life. Uh, and that's the best way for me to realize that. And obviously, um, acquiring so small business and, and building a portfolio for that. My mindset now is it's urgent to wait. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of opportunities, but there's also an environment which is uh, very unknown. Who can predict what's going to happen in three months? So it's it's really speaking with people. Uh, on one hand, any uh, CPA, uh, merger and acquisition, lawyers, um, small business owners. And on the other hand, looking at how I want to structure that and with whom I want to be uh, realizing that. So obviously... Um, there's also the financial part. And I realized that, uh, you know, a friend of mine told me that he just ordered a chicken and an egg on Amazon and he's waiting to see which one's going to arrive first. So on one hand, you have some brokers telling me, show me the money. And on the other hand, I have some friends who want to invest who said, show me the acquisition. So it's kind of one or the other. So I decided now for my mindset, I'm going to just work uh, on both but mainly focusing on the deal flow. I don't believe that finding the, the money would be uh, my biggest challenge. Um, I'm not saying that it's easy and that I have millions uh, at the door, uh, but it's quite uh, positive in terms of uh, raising the money. What I'm really focusing on um, as from today is, is really the deal flow and uh, making sure that as many people as possible know that I'm looking to acquire small business. So let's start with, I want to dig into two things you said. What do you mean by urgent to wait? Yeah, that, that's uh, something that I, I would tell uh, people I'm coaching in that situation. I've always been like, okay, I need to do, to do, to do, to do something, to do this, to do that. And now I think it's, it's really um, urgent to take the time not to rush into the next thing to let my, my, my thought, my feelings comes and say, okay, 
this seems to be um, a, a great opportunity or no, um, I don't want to do this because so-and-so reason instead of always having to jump on the next thing. And, and that's why I'm telling myself, um, although I'm, with my character, I'm ready to jump on the next opportunity. No, take the time, read, meet people, continue to uh, improve um, the concept, what you're doing, and, and really let the opportunity come. But there's no rush. That's what that's what I mean. It's urgent to wait. Um, thank God I don't have to uh, absolutely uh, find something uh, in the short term. So I want to give myself enough time to to reflect to think and uh, to meet the right people i truly believe in serendipity uh, and to have serendipity you also need to give it a little bit time i think it's a really important point and i often see um, oh i jumped when i started multi-funding i got fired by the bankruptcy trustees of the big corporation i work from on a friday and i started multi-funding on saturday i've told you that story before yes and i love the story but I'd also, I'd also been thinking about it for months. Okay. So, but when people have an exit or a transition, if they can afford the time, to not necessarily, the analogy is to take a long nap, but you're not napping, but not to jump into anything. Totally. It's, it's really important because it's important to give yourself that time to build some perspective. Totally. And, and you know, I'm, I'm like you, uh, when I started my um, corporate events agency in Brussels uh, back in 96, I actually was in partnership with a couple and then realized that one of the, the person in the couple didn't want to have a, a business partner at all. So after three major discussion, uh, I quickly came to the conclusion that uh, I had no future there. So uh, I resigned, sold them uh, my shares, and I came home, moved the table in the living room to the wall, and brought my computer there and started my business. So it was like, okay, it's also this rage of, okay, uh, I know what I'm good at and, and I, I'm not gonna let myself be defined by others. Now, 20 years later, I still have this drive more than ever, but a little bit of more experience. So to your point, uh, it's taking the time to, uh, to reflect and meet people uh, and let it sink. Erica, you said you want to build a portfolio. What do you mean by that? So my character is I love to bring people together, start projects, develop things. And, and when, when things are kind of going on uh, on a you know, daily basis, I'm kind of bored. So that's the first thing. The second thing, I know that if you look at the market, uh, when you have all those small business, uh, the multiple are much less interesting than you have, uh, obviously, a larger business. So I think there's uh, a lot of value creation that can be done there. And contrary to, uh, you know, private equity or venture capital that would hopefully have 20 investment of one is going to make it, I want to make it gradually and grow it. Uh, and for that, I think there's also a lot of opportunities to acquire business which are in the same vertical or complementary with each other. And applying the, the same principles of management in terms of uh, culture, in terms of operating systems. And that's why, why I'm thinking of, uh, you know, one at a time, but one is too small. And so uh, I want to acquire one uh, company at a time, but uh, definitely more than one. 
creating value, creating a group and becoming a little uh, bigger than just one business also open doors for more opportunities and not having to be in the business on the daily basis. So I'm going to share with you a story that maybe you've heard me share before, but I want you to think about that in the context of what you're thinking about now, and I want to talk about it. Sure. And the story is early on in my practice, I was referred to a woman who had all things purportedly invented the world's greatest horse shampoo. And some jerk had taken the only $40,000 she had to her name and written a business plan that if I think I printed it, would have weighed 20 pounds. <laughs> and she wanted $5 million to build her building, get her equipment, hire her management team, and make the whole thing happen. And I asked her the question, have you sold any of this? <laughs> and she had it. And I said, you're not going to like what I have to say. But I think you need to rip up that business plan, find a co-packing facility, go start knocking on doors, and go sell your first horse shampoo. And I never heard from her again, but I can't imagine she ever raised that five million bucks. Mm. In your thinking, are you not just going knocking your doors looking for that first business to just get going? And then you'll after a few months, you'll think about your second or your third. Or you're writing your business plan right now to go build that factory. Hmm. Um, I think it's important to have a vision of what you want to be achieving. And that's why I'm setting myself a goal of uh, having a small portfolio of a small business that generating 10 million in EBITDA by 31st December 2030. That, that's the vision. It's very simple. It's not the next unicorn. It's not going to make the cover of Forbes magazine. And I'm totally fine with that. But on the other hand is, you know, with all the experience I've had over the years, I know how to build team and I know how to operate a small business, which by the way, uh, venture capital and most of the private equity, they have no knowledge of running small business. So really? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was at the conference lately. We were together there and uh, I just... That I look at some of the my friends in private equity and say, you don't know shit about running small business. And they laugh because they know it's true for most of them, of course, not all of them. But to come back to your question, I like doing and I like getting results. And so instead of willing to start something again, I want to acquire a small business that is in existence for at least five years. There is a team, there is a track record there, uh, and there's an owner that doesn't want to manage it anymore. So it's not building the factory and then trying to sell uh, uh, product afterwards. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit of uh, what type of business do I want to buy, but um, it, it's getting one. And, and when uh, I've acquired one, we have sales, we have teams, we have people. There's a business already existing. Uh, and then develop that. And then look for a second one and, and develop uh, a track record. The thing is, I mean, I don't have the track record in terms of uh, private equity because I've never done that. And that's, uh, as you know, not exactly what I want to be doing. Uh, but I do have a track record in, to, in terms of developing business management, uh, managing teams, which I think is essential in this case. There's two people in your shoes could be doing one of two things. And 
I'm talking to the extremes, okay? Yeah. One extreme is someone could say, my goal is to have this portfolio of businesses by 2030 producing this. So I'm going to go raise a fund and get five or 10 million or whatever the number is of equity that I need. And um, I'm going to, so I've got my pow- my dry powder ready. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to maybe get a small office and I'm going to have an assistant or something like this or that, some funds, and maybe I can even draw a small salary from the fund. And I'm going to methodically work on building the infrastructure so I can search, buy, acquire these multiple businesses. That's one way. The other way is you can say, screw all that. I'm going to use my entrepreneurial energy and I'm going to go find my first business to buy that I love. And I'm going to learn what I do in the process. Mm-hmm. And if I can fund it myself, I will. And I'm going to get that business up. And I'm going to buy that business and manage it for a year because it's going to be a lot I'm going to learn by taking over an existing business. And after a year, I'll start thinking about how I want to do my second or third. The second or third might be in completely different businesses, or they might be sister businesses to the first business I bought, but I have no idea what that's going to look like right now. Mm -hmm. Which side of that pendulum are you on today? I'm in the middle, leaning more onto your second option. So I I don't want to build the fund and then start looking for businesses. Uh, And I know that uh, because I'm looking at businesses between half a million and a million five in EBITDA, uh, and also because I sat sat in in one of uh, your great sessions, that if I have one business like that, um, with the deposit I can put uh, myself, I can buy that first business. So I'm more leaning into that. And I also want to look at the opportunities and the flexibility. So... I don't believe because of my experience, because of my track record in managing businesses and developing them, and, and because of the, the environment and my networks, I don't believe that raising money would be the most difficult part. What I really want to focus on is finding the right acquisition. In the meantime, I want to look at all my options um, to finance the first business my, on my own, to have this fund. Uh, that can uh, have the, the means to buy one or two first business like that. So I'm more leaning towards your second example, uh, but it's not one or the other. Uh, again, it's it's moving with those two opportunities to two tracks and see um, what's happening in the next month and what is the right decision at that time. 100%. But I think it's important to um, to, to be comfortable with the murkiness of that all and to be at peace with the fact that it could go in either direction absolutely instead of to be stubbornly stuck maybe on one path or or the other path i fully agree with you and and the best example is is you and me uh the one of the discussion we had uh, a few months ago is uh, i told you what i want to be doing and then uh, listening to you and uh, listening to the great questions you always ask, I said, well, actually, financing the first acquisition on my own is also 
an opportunity. So I'm not set on one or the other. Um, the, the challenge for me is finding the right business to acquire. The financing, I know I will, I will find a solution, whether it's on my own or uh, with investors. But uh, I totally agree with you. The point I try to make, just to understand how I think about it when I throw people on those questions, it's not to convince them that one way is better than the other way, but it's to open their mind that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, and then you have to make the choice that is best for you. Totally. So that's, I, people get stuck, I think, going down rabbit holes prematurely. Yep. And you want to give yourself the flexibility so that you, when you're ready to go down the rabbit hole that's right for you and you know it's right, you can jump. Absolutely. But, but if you're too deep in a rabbit hole, it's going to be really hard to get out of it. So if you do a fund now and you lock in those investors and the perfect business that comes up in six months or three months or whatever it is, you don't need them. You're stuck with them. Right? Yep. So that's, that's kind of, it's like financing strategy is about trying to maintain flexibility. And sometimes that comes at a price. No, absolutely. The flexibility is also worth it. I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, that's Mike Tyson said that uh, everybody's got a plan and then they got punched in the face. Right. And, and what I did with my cooperative and agency for 20 years, I managed project, managed teams all over the world. I don't have one project over 20 years that was executed exactly the way it was planned. There's always something that's coming up. So uh, I, I totally align with what you say um, and, and keeping the options open and see at the moment what at the moment that comes when the first acquisition is there, what is the best solution uh, for everyone, uh, for me, for sure, but, but for everyone and for growing the business. So it, it's um, depending on the situation, but totally agree with you, uh, keeping the options open. Also goes down to the all walk run philosophy. And we're all sort of programmed by a lot of what we read is run, 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 run. But before you know how to run, you have to walk. And before you know how to walk, you have to crawl. You've never, I don't think, acquired a business before. So your first job right now is to figure out how to acquire a business. And that's not easy. And to find one that you like and you love and you think it makes sense. Actually, I had the opportunity uh, uh, 14, 15 years ago to okay. uh, sell a business and acquire as a business. But it, it was really um, anecdotal, I would say. And, and to your point, I always start from the, the point of view that I don't know. And I don't know what I don't know. And I'm listening and I'm learning. So, uh, yeah. I love it. And I hope that for our listeners out there, there are some important lessons in this about just trying to keep your options open and to retain flexibility and not to push yourself into one lane too quickly when, when you're at a juncture like you are at right now. Yep, absolutely. The whole thing is uh, 
it, it's having the um, not only the um, options open, but taking the time to really analyze and feel if that's the right solution for you. I love it. Eric, you're the best. No, Great you're the best. Service. No, you're the best. <laughs> we only wish you God bless in your journey. I'm going to be down in your hood in the end of January. I'm going to let you know well before so we can get together if you're Absolutely. in town. Absolutely. And um, wish you a great holiday season. We're recording this just before the holidays, but I don't know when it's going to play uh, with you and your family. And also take some time to breathe through this, which you are. So, Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much. I mean, happy holidays to you and your family as well. Looking forward to, to having you here. And uh, for all your listeners, I would say just do like me. Listen to Ami. Oh, come on. Thank you very much. <laughs> Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on Ami Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.